Welcome to the Nightmare Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, and, well, we're just talking about kind of whatever this week. We, uh, we're we talking friends and family. It's the week of Christmas, and that's what's important, you know, is the, your loved ones, people close to you. And this week, we're having kind of a rerun-style episode. Today, we're going to look at that episode that I did with Cole, my good buddy, back when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. He's a huge Eagles fan. And uh, you probably heard his name a few times. He was our very first Patreon subscriber. He recently got married, you know, when I did the marriage or the wedding week a few, about a month ago now. Wow. He he was one of the people that got married then. Uh, if you're close to me and know me personally, you've heard me curse his name because he won our fantasy football league. Uh, I I wouldn't have won. I would have finished second, but oh well. So... It's it's all good. He Cole's a really good guy. He and I work together at that place that has um, better than good purchases or buys, however you want to say it. I don't want. I don't know. And yeah, really, really awesome guy. Really, a lot of fun to talk to. I mean, he can geek out. He can talk sports. He can do just about anything. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good kid. He's awesome. So here's Cole and I talking about the Eagles and things. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. The Super Bowl is like 72 hours away. We're almost there. Um, some people are excited, some more than others, some not. And all week we've been looking at the Eagles because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I guess I'm rooting for them because lesser of two evils and whatnot. But when I decided I was going to do this, I wanted to bring in somebody that knew about the Eagles. You know, that way... They could give them their fair share, um, tell us what was going on. We never found anybody from the Patriots, so that should tell you something about Patriots fans. But we were super, super excited and happy and proud and honored and all those other verbs to have Cole here. Um, Cole is at, was actually our very first Patreon subscriber. So see what that gets you? It, it gets you cool stuff. But awesome. Cole, thanks for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It was kind of in a nutshell, like... As a as a fan, as an Eagles fan and separately as a football fan, like how did this season play out in your mind uh, for the Eagles? So, I mean, one of the big things was, I mean, everybody would know this is is Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, he's the he's the he was supposed to be the MVP of the season. He was leading the the MVP polls by like uh, a mile compared to all the other ones. Like, obviously, Tom Brady was right behind him, but he had a significant uh, average above him, like the. I want to say tallies or votes or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he was he was definitely on track to be MVP. And they're saying that he's still technically in the race, even though he's out for the season. Now, it's highly unlikely that he's not to. I think he dropped from first to fifth or something like that. But the fact that he got injured and still is there, like that proves something. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he was the he was the big core of the Eagles team this year, just because he was our our second round draft pick um, in last year's draft or not last year's two years ago. Um, and so this is his second year. Um, and he was supposed to be the big thing. And some people were iffy about him last year because he, he did pretty well, for especially for a rookie quarterback. Um, but this year, I mean, he absolutely killed it. Uh, he was 
I want to say he was leading the the league. I think he may still be leading the league in touchdowns, if if I'm not correct. If you don't count Tom Brady's postseason touchdowns, I think he still led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, in regular season touchdowns, even though he missed the last three or four games. It's crazy. So, um, and he was, I mean, he was actually killing it. Like, there's, I mean, you can look it up, and there's tons of highlights of him, like how he just escapes the pocket. There was one play against Seattle that stands out too, where he was a. he was actually getting tackled and he was halfway to the ground, like mid tackle, mid fall and threw about 49 yards to Nelson Aguilar. So just having that athletic ability is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, so that was the big thing for the Eagles. And then what happened was, is obviously during the uh, Rams game, he went in to, to dive for a touchdown uh, and he actually got collided on both sides of his leg and tore his ACL and LCL. Um, they at first only thought it was AC, ACL, but uh, I read a report about a week or two ago that said he actually tore his LCL too. Wow. Um, and what's crazy is, and this kind of proves what kind of guy he is too, is that after he tore it on that play, he stayed in and played. It was either one or two more plays. I think it was just one, um, but he stayed in and then he threw a touchdown pass that play because there was a flag on the play. So his touchdown was ruled uh, not good or incomplete. Um, and so he stayed in and then threw a touchdown pass and then came out. So to be able to play, on a torn ACL and LCO is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I could never do anything like that, fight through the pain or anything like that. Um, but the thing is, is that after he went out, everybody was afraid like, Oh, he, he tore his ACL. Like there's no way that's anything else kind of thing, the way he was limping and all that kind of stuff. And so we brought in Nick Foles, who was our star quarterback back in 2013 under chip Kelly. Um, hate him. Chip, chip Kelly was a <laughs> terrible coach. Um, but, uh, and so everybody's like, oh, like in the past, like he was at the Rams before this, uh, or he was at the chiefs and he was at the Rams before that, but he was under Jeff Fisher and Jeff Fisher was, is infamous, infamously known as the quarterback killer because like Case Keenum had terrible numbers under him. Nick Foles, who was a MVP, the, when he was with the Eagles, like all like regular season, he went in 2013, he went 27 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's like almost unheard of. Yeah. Uh, and he has the record. I think it got tied recently, but he has the record for the most touchdowns in one game, which is seven touchdown passes, which is pretty crazy too. Um, and so everybody was skeptical about him. But I mean, like I said, he was under Jeff Fisher. And so I think that's why people were skeptical about him is because it's like, all right, I think he'd fallen off. Like after he went from the Eagles, that MVP year, that kind of stuff, he went to the Rams and he did pretty bad like he was not very good at all but case keenum had that same kind of scenario with him and he left the rams and he became on to be the great vikings quarterback that everybody loved him to be uh he went to kansas city he was there for a little bit just because he was with andy reed andy reed has been one of the greatest coaches in my opinion i loved when he was the head coach for the eagles um and that's why i love doug peterson too is because doug peterson learned everything he knows basically from andy reed and so he's almost like a an imitation of him essentially um, and so once he came back, like I said, they were afraid that he was the same thing as, uh, what he'd be in the Rams. He didn't have that same mentality or that ability essentially. And he actually considered retiring before the season. Um, but because the Eagles picked him up, he's like, all right, like I'll go back to the Eagles. I'm only going to be second string. So it's not too much of a, of a hardship on me, that kind of stuff. Um, and so everybody's like, Oh, Carson Wentz is gone. Nick Foles is in. Like we went from like MVP to like bad second string quarterback now the thing is is that also other people are like all right well yeah he's a second string quarterback but you guys are also the number one nfc uh number one seed in the nfc there's no way you can live up to what you guys were before carson wins um and so everybody was real skeptical um and then he he did all right at the end of the regular season 
Um, nothing too fancy, just did all right, essentially. Um, but I want to say that he wasn't really trying too hard, maybe, just because like we had already clinched yeah. everything that we needed to clinch. Um, and then we, we became the big underdog, essentially. Uh, we were the number one seed in the NFC, and we were expected to lose against Atlanta, beat them, obviously, expected to lose against Minnesota, like absolutely demolished by Minnesota is what mm-hmm. we were projected to be. Um, and we absolutely demolished them, if I can say so. Yeah, 38-7. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, and so, and he, he played, I mean, exceptional in the Minnesota game. Yeah. I mean, like on fire, in my opinion. Um, and so everybody was like, oh, and that's that's where that whole underdog statement has come from. I'm not sure if you've seen, but, like, uh, against Atlanta, after we beat Atlanta, Lane Johnson, our star right tackle, uh, actually came out with a, a German Shepherd mask on, uh, and so did Chris Long, who is an ex-Patriot. He was with the Patriots last year when they won the Super Bowl. Um, they both had German Shepherd masks on just because they were like, oh, we're the underdogs. Everybody keeps calling us the underdogs. Um, and believe it or not, Amazon, like the day after the game, sold out, and it was like I want to say it was reportedly like over five thousand or oh, maybe wow. even more. That German Shepherd mask sold like that, like immediately. Um, and so we had that underdog mentality. Um, and so that's, I kind of just want to say that fed the fire of, of being able to be where we are now that like, Hey, nobody's respecting us. We're the number one seed in the NFC. And yet these number three, number four, uh, teams are projected to beat us completely, like yeah. absolutely demolish us, especially in our home stadium too. So like you think about Minnesota, they came to Philadelphia and they were three points favorite. Yeah. Usually the home team gets a three point favorite just and automatically. automatically yeah. yeah. Cause they're the home team. Uh, and so it's like, all right, so you're saying that the number one seed team versus the number two seed team and Same number two six has favorite. a six point yeah. favorite. It's like, all right, it's does a, that? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of what also fed the fire too. Um, but the thing is, is that, I mean, the team, the team really has such a strong core overall. Like, yeah, we may not have a, a star player here and there, like, uh, like Carson Wentz or how Patriots, they have Tom Brady and yeah, Danny Amendola's good. Or, uh, I want to say his name's Brandon Cooks is good. Rob Gronkowski is amazing, but he hasn't been as good in the past years as he has been. Don't get me wrong. He's still a great tight end, probably one of the best, but he's still, he's just not the same as he used to be. I guess that just comes with time. Um, but the, the overall just layout of the team, I mean, our secondary isn't the best, but it's still a really good secondary, our front four with rushing the quarterback. And that's what I think is going to play a big part in the game is getting to Tom Brady. We have, I mean, Fletcher Cox is the number one, um, defensive player in my opinion. And a lot of people agree with me too, just because he, he fills up that front to where that the quarterback can't step up in the pocket. The running back can't really run up the middle. Um, and then also he, and there's been plays that I've seen on highlight videos of him taking on a double team and just absolutely pushing both of them aside one arm and just running right up the middle. Um, and then you got Chris long on the side who, uh, is tied for second. I want to say, uh, for pressures on the quarterback this season. Um, he's the one he's played the big part against the Minnesota, uh, Vikings where he actually was the one who knocked case Keenum's arm to where that he threw that pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Derek Barnett, the rookie from Tennessee, uh, he's an absolute, absolute great defensive end too. He forced a, a fumble against the Minnesota Vikings too. Um, you talk about Timmy Jernigan, uh, Vinny Curry, all of them. I mean, our front four is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and we faced even more injuries with like, uh, Jordan Hicks and stuff in our, our linebackers. And he was rated like top five linebackers in the league too. Um, so we faced a lot of adversity with Carson Wentz and, uh, 
um, Jordan Hicks and uh, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles is one of my favorite running backs of all time. Um, I loved what he did with the New Orleans Saints, and I love how much he returns punts for touchdowns too. Yeah. So he's a small, quick little guy, and he's got a lot of might to him, really. Um, and then that's the thing too is that you you're like, okay, they have this great defense. Um, but when you look at it offensively too, I mean, how much we spread the ball around is is what makes a lot of teams off put too. Because uh, like, there's not one player that really exceeds anybody else besides Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has, I want to say, the most receptions and touchdowns on the Eagles. But and he's he's a phenomenal tight end. He's big, strong, and he's fast and he's smart. Uh, so that's that's a big thing. But like our, our running backs, they get very similar amount of touches. Legarrette Blunt, uh, Jay Ajayi, that we acquired from the Miami Dolphins, uh, almost like midseason, I want to say. Um, and then Corey Clement, the the undrafted rookie, he's been absolutely phenomenal too. Um, and then, so we got a great running game and then our wide receivers, Torrey Smith, which was essentially the star, one of the star wide receivers in, um, for the 49ers, Alshon Jeffrey, who was basically the star wide receiver for the Chicago bears at one point. Um, and then of course with Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, who was our number one draft pick three years ago from USC. Um, so we have such a great core to build on that. We, that's why the reason we had such a, a build around Carson Wentz like Carson Wentz last year he didn't do so well because the receivers weren't very good so they're like all right we got Carson Wentz we got our main man let's build around him let's build a good front line and that brings me in the front line too we also have Jason Kelsey Lane Johnson all that kind of stuff and we lost our Pro Bowl left tackle Jason Peters and we're still doing really well so like I said against adversity getting that whole underdog title and stuff but we we built around Carson Wentz so we got a good receiving core we got a good front line and then um or offensive line and then we built upon that by being like okay let's take a little pressure off Carson Wentz let's get him a good running game and then also not have to pressure him into having to throw the ball deep so many times and let's get a good defense that can kind of hold off on allowing the, the other team's offense to score so much um, and so that was a big thing but the the thing about it is that you look at Patriots and everybody's like okay cool Tom Brady that's that's it. It's Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and Rob Gronkowski on the side a little bit. Yeah. But like when you look at the Eagles, like it's 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 like okay, JHI is not the best running back in the league, but he's a really good running back in the league. Lou Garrett Blunt, he's not the best running back in the league, but he's a really good running back. Our wide receivers, none of them are the best wide receivers in the league, but they're still one of the best, and they're still really really good. Well, and I think that's something that's neat because yeah, you look at the Patriots, like I said, you have Tom Brady who. Nobody likes. Yeah. I mean, outside of, yeah. Um, and outside of one or two other players, you know, it's even, like, I know Patriots fans that can't name everybody like you just did. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those, you have a, I want to say, the, the Eagles have a team of pretty goods. Yeah. You know, not necessarily, like, great, but I'd rather have a team of pretty goods than one great and some decent across yeah. the board you know because it's like it's like okay yeah tom grady's the the goat like i understand he's the best quarterback there probably ever will be and Lies. And, and i hate to say it like <laughs> I, I hate to say it like i i hate the patriots like patriots are the second team i hate besides the cowboys no offense it's just yeah. nfc east rivals right, right. It's, it's something we gotta we can both agree though yeah. we hate the patriots yeah exactly like, that's <laughs> something we got common ground um and but the thing is though is that how good is tom brady if he doesn't have a team to surround him you know like he's got a decent front line but like if you put a decent front line up to a really good defensive line like the thing is is that we're gonna get to him and how well is he gonna face in that that pocket pressure yeah. you know and i know jacksonville had a really good defense but jacksonville's defense in my opinion 
um, was mainly their secondary, like Jalen Ramsey, all that kind of stuff. They had an amazing secondary. Now, don't get me wrong. They had a really good front four, but I think that paper doesn't really show like just the statistics doesn't show how well they do because like the thing is is that the the or the jaguars could maybe have more sacks or more pressures or anything like that but then again you look at it and it's like okay so maybe they have more sacks and more pressures but do they also let up bigger plays and that's not something that people put into consideration when you look at defenses on paper when you look at the whole big picture like okay who's the better defense then that's when you start to get into like okay maybe they have more sacks but do they also allow more points and that kind of stuff yeah or more yards yeah and that's you know again people pick apart what they want to see so I, i guess aside from brady what is your single biggest concern going into sunday um so we have a pretty good secondary um like I'll, malcolm jenkins is a great um cornerback uh and i'm trying to think like uh ronald darby who we picked up in the off season too um he's he's great as well uh, he had to deal with injuries so he was out for a lot of the i mean more than half of the beginning of the season um but the thing is is that like danny amendola and stuff like that i don't think i know he's a great wide receiver he's a texas tech alumni all that kind of stuff so i understand but um, I'm not too afraid about him. It's it's Rob Gronkowski that I'd say the most. And it's not necessarily I'm afraid of him because of of his history or anything like that. I'm afraid of him just because our our, our secondary isn't the biggest secondary. Yeah. Like, we've got good guys, and they're good at interrupting plays and stuff. But the issue is is that once Gronkowski does catch the ball, like, I'm not sure how well we're going to be able to take he's him down. Boy. Yeah. Like he's a big boy. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah. And, you know, rifle concerns. I, I'm really curious... Um, as much as personally I want it to be the Jaguars and the Vikings, that was never going to happen. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you know, the Patriots have to win for ratings and things. That's a whole nother. Yeah. I, I, I talked about that last week. Last Friday was all about why you should hate the Patriots yeah. and why they're cheaters and liars and horrible people. You hear, all these, you hear all these theories about how, like, certain players take pay cuts just so they can be on the Patriots, and it's like, oh, the whole system's rigged and stuff. And I won't. I won't conspire with those theories or anything but i mean everybody hates the patriots and there's there's reasons why yeah yeah i I talked about you know like deflate gate and spy gate and all that kind of stuff so i mean they're they're not good people so root for the eagles i guess it's kind of the moral of the story exactly i mean and and that's the thing too is that a lot of people now i know carson wentz is out but uh if you ever follow carson wentz on social media or just even know a little bit more about him like he's a real good christian guy he's a real humble guy um, he, he does a lot for the community. Another thing, oh, speaking of community, I'm not sure if you know this, but Chris Long, the defensive end for the Eagles, uh, who was defensive end for Patriots last year, um, he donated all of his game checks, so his entire salary for this season to charities, nice. like funding like public education in Philadelphia and stuff. So we got some good guys on our team. Like if you if you if you don't care about the Patriots and don't necessarily care about the Eagles, like care about like what the dudes do uh, outside. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got more humanity on our team. An Eagles win is a win for humanity. Yeah, exactly. For, for America. Yeah. Uh, and then like they uh and like the underdog t-shirts that uh Chris Long and uh, Lane Johnson started too uh after we won Atlanta, they did all proceeds are donated to charities. And then actually uh, I saw this thing too. Um, the NFL started making their own shirts that were underdogs, and Chris Long called him out. He was like, "Hey, if you're gonna take my idea, why don't you take my concept too and donate all proceeds to charities?" And then the NFL responded like, 
oh, what a great idea. Yeah. Let's do that. We will donate all proceeds to charities. And, like, if you hadn't said something, NFL would pocket all oh, that yeah. cash. So it's, it's like you said, it, a root for the Eagles is a root for humanity. So. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought I would say that, but, yeah, yeah that's what it is. So, well, um, I think that about does it for today. Cole, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll get you back in here to nerd out, like, not – not do sports stuff like actual nerd stuff yeah that we normally do no it's fun being here and then being able to talk about the eagles and hopefully remove some bad stigma like i'm not a, i'm not a bad eagles fan i promise so. it's not I, I can vouch for it he's, <laughs> he's a good guy but yeah that's gonna be a, it let us know who you're rooting for in the super bowl if you're you know a good wholesome human being and you're going for the eagles or if you're going for the patriots um you can listen to the comments here below on soundcloud or as always social media facebook instagram Twitter, YouTube, just look for the Night Nerd. Lots of good stuff going on over there. Um, yeah, we have cool things. We also have really cool things on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Night Nerd. Dollar gets you in our secret Facebook group. Uh, after that, you get secret shows. You get to you get to host. Yeah. Cole's here. Totally I mean, worth it. I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Um, he, he's here because he's my friend, but the fact that he's a patron person definitely helps non-friends chances of it's, getting on the show <laughs> yeah it's 10 bucks i mean instead yeah. of going to buy a chipotle burrito once a month then just donate that i mean it's it's for me it's it's definitely worth the 10 bucks yeah. for sure we do extra shows and when i say we it's not just me um the boys over at blah blah comics blah blah curse words they start their book club in february uh and if you're part of this which you know obviously it trickles down so if you're in the 10 dollar group you're in the dollar group you get to help plan what books they're going to talk about you get to talk about the books in the group um we also do our feature length commentary for dc animated adventures that's our tuesday and thursday morning show where we're going through all of the dc animated universe which for those of you keeping score at home that's a three-year project just over three years that we jumped into good ideas uh <laughs> but it's a lot of fun but if you want to talk to me directly just you know off the record or away from the public eye you can email me nightnerd at thenightnerd.com I respond to all those emails. They go straight to my phone. So unless I'm asleep, um, I, yeah, respond instantly. Uh, one last time, Cole, again, thank you so, so much. Um, do the Eagles, what's, like, their, their chant? Do they have, like, a... Oh, they, they, they have a fight song. Like, it's, oh. it's, it's like, the fly, Eagles, fly. I won't do the whole thing, but it's, like, on the road to victory. And then they go, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. But, yeah, there's a whole fight song. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Make sure you check that. Well, that's it for us. Um, have fun. If you're watching the Super Bowl, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Call somebody. Um, have good food and everything. We'll be doing live broadcasts that night, so make sure you check those out. Uh, yeah, have a fun, happy, safe weekend, and we will see you next week. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea.